0: welcome back everyone you are listening to the handle your scandal podcast i'm your host mara watkins and today we have a super amazing guest one of my longtime friends sorority sister fellow aries badass chef like y'all this girl is the real deal just amazing her name is mercedes hello Mercedes hey y'all <laughs> <laughs> so Mercedes I can't even get into how amazing you are like I don't think I can convey that to the listeners so oh, just whatever <laughs> <laughs> no y'all for real like she's a badass like badass personified so just tell them a little bit more about yourself so they know who you are
1: uh, so my name is Mercedes Morones I'm from Houston Texas grew up in the same house all my life came from a really really big family I've always wanted to be a chef and when I say always probably since seven or eight years old um (laughs) y'all
0: this girl since I met her she had this whole I'm pretty sure she was like the first person I ever knew who like we're all an undergrad acting a damn fool you know how that goes but like she had her whole life plan and shit to the T planned out and to be honest she's executing that shit so when she tells you like since seven eight years old like this is she was made for this sh- period
1: yeah I've always had like my five and ten year plans there I've been notorious for them I'm I don't know if it's obsessive or just if you know what your goals are you got to write them down and that's the only way you're going to accomplish them so hello it worked out I said when I was 14 either I wanted to be in LA New York or Vegas and here we are six years later in Vegas so exactly you know you got to have
0: plans because that's what you got to do besides that we're going to get into your whole chefdom and just your y'all i'm just so excited for i'm like like fangirling over my own story sister because she's really like the real deal y'all but before we get into her chefdom and her amazingness in that field we're just going to do a little bit more about her so you did say you're from texas so
1: tell me what that was like growing up in texas Texas is amazing if you meet anybody from Texas we're super super proud people yes. um, <laughs> even here in Vegas like if I see someone they say y'all because I get so much so much crap for my I guess twang that I have mm-hmm. um, I ask them and I stop and I ask them where are you from and I even had a guy who was three miles from my house back home. Wow. So you just, well, you have this connection with people from Texas, but the cultures there, my family's from San Antonio, which is a very big family oriented city. It's a Hispanic culture and heritage um, is always predominant there, mm-hmm. but Houston, it's a melting pot. Mm-hmm. You literally have people from all over the world, you know, India, Vietnamese, Lebanese. So you get to really meet a lot of people. There's always something going on in Texas. And Houston fairs, you know, family events, uh, parties, clubs, things like that, but the worst part is the traffic. I went to school at U of H and I drove an hour and a half one way to school. So that's that's, an hour and
0: a half.
1: That's the most ridiculous part of Texas. But other than that, it's the culture and the people that you get to meet there that are just fantastic.
0: I know a few people from Texas. And it's definitely like if Texas was its own country, like people (laughs) Texas so hard. And you got to love that, you know, i'm from vegas so we don't really have like a lot of like people that are like yeah vegas you know what i'm saying like i mean yeah we love being from vegas but texas that's a whole nother level y'all all be on that i say y'all too but i grew up in well i didn't grow up in ohio but originally from there so i think it's definitely like a southern midwestern thing out here people will get you kind of crazy
1: it is it is
0: so you said you went to undergrad at u of h yes
1: yeah, so uh, what'd you uh, major in I went for hotel and restaurant management. Um, I actually started at community college for two years. I did Lone Star there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandma helped me pay for school. I didn't qualify for any of the FAFSA or financial aid.
0: Damn.
1: So it was hard. Yeah, I worked two jobs, um, went to school, and got to transfer to the University of Houston.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and then I also had the opportunity to study abroad in Peru, which was UCL.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> Why do I feel like you told me this, but I forgot
1: this? I feel like you did tell me that, but that's fucking awesome. Yeah, so that was that was cool for me. How was that like? The study abroad was the most amazing thing I've ever done. I got to be around food that I've never been around and they have a lot of Asian cultures that are um, mixed with the Peruvian Mm -hmm. which was really really neat and I didn't know that going into there and I also got to meet two of their top chefs just by chance at going to their restaurants Mm -hmm. so the opportunities there uh, were fantastic and the connections I made there um, with friends all over the world but you could go from the jungle to the oasis to the beach all within the same month it was really amazing. Wow
0: I'm just no know problem why I'm forgetting that you told I feel like you did <laughs> no, yeah, like, <laughs> like that was a long time ago I feel like underground was well so much has changed so. so so much has changed yeah hold on a second so I do remember this story and I do remember you always saying like you wanted to like your perfect job would be like you traveling and you being a chef so when did you decide that you just wanted to be a chef in general know you said seven or eight years old but like what made you decide that's what you wanted
1: to do well I grew up watching food network shows instead of cartoons so (laughs) up until I was nine I was the only child I grew up with my grandparents and my mother so it's nothing but adults Mm -hmm. and I would bribe my babysitter's breakfast just to let me do certain things that I wanted to do so (laughs) I learned quickly that food was a gateway to someone's heart or getting what you wanted Uh True. So at nine, I did my first—I um, guess you could say, like, quote unquote—gourmet meal. It was Mario Batali, uh, roasted lamb shanks and artichoke hearts. Excuse me. <laughs> at nine years old. Hold on, it's not—it's not done yet. <laughs> so we got this—this this recipe, my grandpa and I. And I said I wanted to cook it for my grandma's birthday. Went out bought everything we needed except it's a dutch oven and we didn't know what a dutch oven was we asked somebody at the grocery store and it was like a young guy and he was like oh it's when you fart and you put the cover over your head luckily i know you lying <laughs> bro what luckily that wasn't the kind of dutch oven i needed oh my goodness <laughs> well, we just crazy right we just used a regular pot and i burned all the artichokes <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> The lamb, it was the first time that we ever had lamb. Yeah. I'm sure I totally cooked it wrong and it was hard and overcooked and stuff. Damn. But my family ate it and they, them being so supportive, they just acted like it was the best thing they've ever had in their life. Aww. Looking back, you know that that stuff did not taste good <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Um, but we love a supportive family. Yeah, so without them, like, I would have never been a chef. But those are some of my moments of, yeah, I can do this, even though I probably shouldn't have. <laughs>
0: I mean, you know, that's a good place to start, though. I feel like when I was eight or nine, I was cooking pasta noodles and pouring Parmesan cheese on it. And hoping that it <laughs> tastes good with Tabasco. But that's another story for another day. So how did you end up in Vegas? I know you said you always wanted to go either New York... LA Vegas but how did you actually end up getting here
1: so towards the end of my undergrad um, I was approaching graduation had no idea how I was going to do what I loved so to kind of backtrack I went for hotel and restaurant management Uh, I used to always want to do culinary school and then I met somebody who said if you went to culinary school you'd only know how to cook but if you went for hotel restaurant management then you knew how to do the numbers and how to run the business Mm. so if you ever wanted to get out of the kitchen you still had that opportunity Um, that's true so that yeah that was the route I took it ended up working out for me but I was confused as to how can I get this degree and get in the kitchen because you needed a lot of cooking experience but they had a program with Caesars Entertainment for an internship for three months and it was a rotational internship you came out here it was unpaid Unpaid. (laughs) a lot of the hospitality industry you're not in it to make the money
0: Girl, and I feel that with the legal field as well. they be having all these unpaid internships. I'm like, you know, I like experience, but I can't pay these bills with experience. Right? I can't. I can't go buy some shoes with experience. I wish I could. <laughs> I would have all the shoes in the land. I'm sorry. I no, just, but it's, I just hate unpaid shit. it should be and past and that
1: as a nation. But anyways, go ahead. It makes it super hard, especially when you're you're passionate about something or you want to do something like you can want it as bad as you can. But the feasibility, it makes it sometimes impossible for people. You can't afford it. You
0: can't afford it. So that's just a good place of privilege to be able to like, like even me, like being able to take those opportunities because I know like at the end of the day, I can ask my parents, I can fall back on them if I need to. I feel like for some people, they don't have that. So something being unpaid is just automatic no. And I feel like that closes a lot of doors. Yeah. But tell us about that experience.
1: Well, for me, it was the perfect timing, in a sense, where, you know, I was graduating, my student loans hadn't kicked in, my car was paid off, I had saved up money to move out because I was tired of living with my parents um, in the same house all my life. (laughs) Um, So I had enough money, all I had to pay was I guess my transportation here the food was included we got to eat in the employee cafeteria the um, room was included so i stayed at the flamingo for three months oh damn i didn't know that yeah and then i so i didn't need my car so i didn't have to pay for my insurance on there okay so they got so, some perks that's good at least they housed you and all that yeah so that that came up i was supposed to go to like the buffet the steakhouse um the cafe and during that time was when they were working on Guy Fieri's restaurant and Uh Giada's new restaurant. And so, me being nosy and being the Aries that I am, (laughs) I said, hey, I want to be a part of that. How can I be a part of that? And they weird. looked at me like I was crazy. Straight to the point, though. Right. So, but that's part of the thing. You have to voice what you want, or else people don't know. Hello. You
0: can't get things without asking for them. And the worst they could have told you was, "Girl, bye. Get on my face." <laughs> and You're-
1: they they did at first. <laughs> <laughs> they thought I was crazy. And I, um, for me, the chefs that I worked with were amazing chefs. Um, but they were not organized, and they weren't looking at it through a systems they weren't looking at it through systems. So for me, I wanted something to be organized. I wanted to know where these ingredients were. So I labeled everything. I took notes for everything. I wrote down every single thing that they said. And that ended up helping them and getting everything streamlined so that these tastings actually went more smoothly. So I was on guys first, got to meet him. (laughs) That's
0: amazing. I mean, a lot of people here meet him just because he did go to UNLV for school. But like, as, like, someone who's just coming from, like, Texas to here, this unpaid, I don't want to, like, not intern, but, like, apprentice of some It was
1: an intern, yeah. Okay,
0: like, unpaid intern to, like, this opportunity, like, y'all, when I tell you this girl be getting shit done, tell us about that. What was that like?
1: So I had tried out for Food Network literally three months before.
0: I remember this. And I,
1: you know, I went in there and just they're like oh you're cute like I was some little girl that didn't know what she was doing because I was uh, yeah was some little girl who didn't know what she was doing <laughs> you're um, like what 22 23 yeah 22 at the time 22 yeah and so to have a food network star in front of me I was I was starstruck Would you talk I I think i almost peed myself <laughs> I was so nervous <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I had red lipstick and like he, you know, he he didn't really pay too much attention. There was a bunch of people going on. And then when I went to the table, he was like, "Oh, I like your red lips." And I've always been notorious for wearing lipstick, so mm-hmm. for him to recognize my lipstick, yeah. I was that made it so much easier to approach him. Yeah. So he was hella cool, just like how he is on TV. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to work with Chef Anthony, which is his executive chef. We really got to learn about Guy and like his vision for this restaurant. And you really create this restaurant from the ground up. So got to work on that menu and some of the items, some of the verbiage for the menu was some of the things that I came up with. So to even be able to see that on a printed menu, that was just ridiculous. So I worked on that one and then worked a little bit on squeeze which was a juice bar Mm -hmm. just helped them out with that and then I then got invited to help on giada's restaurant menu and that was fucking awesome like
0: so you're like what 22 23 at this point
1: yes I was I was 22 my birthday was in April so um I finished up my internship like two weeks before my birthday so she's over here 22 23
0: working with these big names helping them create menus like are y'all hearing this shit like my mind is just blown away. Like I always know how amazing you are, but I never really knew like the ins, like the ins and outs of like just how much you contributed to all of that. So that's pretty awesome. So you mentioned you worked, you worked. Sorry, I'm blanking. You said.
1: Oh, so it was uh, Guy Pierre's, then the Squeeze Juice Bar, and then Giada. Okay. And at the end of that internship, then I got the offer to work at the Cromwell, which was, mm-hmm. you know, formerly Bill's or I don't remember the other name. Mm-hmm.
0: Girl, I'm from here, and I don't remember the other name, so it's all right.
1: Yeah, so, well, it's the Cromwell. Yeah. (laughs) And I did room service and special events for that. That was an opportunity. I did learning how to open up a brand new hotel. That was very long days. Ooh, I bet. (laughs) I think I worked like two months straight without a day off. It was crazy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then um, from that, I transitioned to an administrative assistant for the director of culinary which at the time i knew giada was going to take over room service Mm -hmm. um so there was going to be some movement taking place and i really liked the development on restaurants and opening new restaurants and i felt that that was a good way to be able to be on those projects Mm -hmm. um so I did the whole assistant side of it, but then I also got to work on the projects, which was the fun part. After that, and two directors later, uh, my the executive chef of Guys, which is Chef Tony, he he always supported me, even as the admin, he would still refer to me as chef, which was just very very sweet of him, and yeah. and I always looked up to him. And so when an opportunity at Guys was coming up, you know, he wanted me on his team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Originally, I had wanted to be on Guys team right after the uh, right during the opening, but. It was gonna be a really really big project and they do oh man like 1200 people a day it gets ridiculous yeah so as a as a new chef coming into it and really learning like they didn't want me to be burned out from it so after you know the years i I put into it they invited me to go back over there and so i was there for two and a half almost three years to my now current position at gordon ramsey's fish and chips
0: wow y'all this woman is a culinary powerhouse just so amazing! I hope y'all really listen to all of that. um I don't know the average age of my listeners. I don't actually know if I have that many listeners <laughs> at this moment in time. But hopefully, this is like people listening in the future too, as well. A lot of people. But just like that's always been something that's inspired me about you. It's just like you are just so like about your shit since we were young. Like literally since we were young. And I'm just.
1: I don't have Aww. sound effects because I'm just broke.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to do a round of applause for you. We're going to talk more later just about you being a chef and what that whole experience is like. But for now, just tell us any other things going on. Like, what's been new, girl? What's going on?
1: I've just been doing some self-discovery. Um, just actually enjoying Vegas, I mm-hmm. think. I came out here and... I was in a relationship for a good majority of Vegas, so I didn't really get to explore and try new places. So uh, my best friend came out uh, for the day and we got to explore the strip a little bit, just getting out there a little bit more and making myself a bucket list of things that I want to do and accomplish that are fun, not so necessarily career oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just celebrated my mom's 50th birthday back in Houston. All right now. Happy birthday, mama. She is fine and fabulous and 50. Of so. course. So she's a, a Pisces? Ooh, what is she? was her birthday? It just passed. February twenty eighth. Yeah, she's a Pisces. We love a Pisces queen. Yes, yeah, so she's she's amazing. She's she's just so sweet and everything, but we bump heads a lot. Yeah. She's too nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, I get that. Um that fire and that
0: water. It can be really good, but it can also be two opposite ends of the spectrum. Oh
1: definitely. So I feel that. Um so what'd you guys do for her birthday? Um, so she threw this big party my family is a family of entertainers we like to have big parties we have a big family Mm -hmm. um so she yeah we threw a party for her and it was about 100 people we did barbecue my uncle did brisket and sausage and i did everything else Damn. my mom did the desserts girl the food was so delicious girl
0: i was on your instagram story peeking looking (laughs) wishing for a taste of a crumb but it's all right no that's
1: (laughs) awesome Maybe my 30th birthday will have a big old party, too. You better,
0: and I'll be right there. I'll bring my wine, because I don't know how to cook like you. <laughs> <laughs> I can scramble some eggs or something. I love eggs. I do. <laughs> so, you know, 2020 has been quite a year for a lot of people. Oh, yes. What's been your focus so far for 2020? I know you said self-discovery, but uh, elaborate on that a little bit.
1: So, I recently came out of that long relationship, and... It's just more of things that make me happy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm at a point where I guess I used to think I'm at a point where I've always had a timeline for my life and how things should work out. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I thought by the age of 30, I'd probably be married and have kids. Well, that's not that's not how it worked out. So girl, same. And I'm I'm okay with that. But Mm -hmm. I also want to take this time and take advantage of it to to go travel and see the world more and to do things that I can't do when you have a husband and a kid or
0: exactly yeah I definitely feel that I always wanted to be like I mean I never really have like a timeline for it but I always wanted to like I saw myself okay by 30 I'll be at this point like I'm not pushing it like I'm not going out of my way to create that but in your head this is what you see but yeah no by 30 I'll probably barely be getting like established in like my legal career so it's like that's just not realistic right Um, and I do think it's important to travel when you don't have the baggage of like children not saying that Children are baggage or whatever, mom listeners. Don't give my inbox <laughs> cussing me out. Children are beautiful and a blessing, but y'all know, going to Disneyland by yourself and going to Disneyland with kids is two different types of Disneyland and two different expenses. True. So, so talking about traveling,
1: where do you want to go? Um, Italy. After this whole coronavirus kind of dies out a little ooh, bit, ooh,
0: girl, the coronavirus. I bet you them tickets is cheap as hell, right? I know, <laughs> and sitting in that five star
1: hotel doesn't look so bad when it's only you know forty dollars. Right.
0: Let's <laughs> talk about it. I don't know. I might have to. No.
1: <laughs> so, I found this cruise from Italy to Galveston, which is close to where my family is, I guess, kind of from. Mm-hmm. Fifteen days, and it was five hundred and eighty-five dollars girl see so i said if i flew to italy took a couple days around there and then took the cruise back it really wouldn't be that expensive it wouldn't
0: and italy is really fun i went there um when i was 18 right after i graduated high school i went on a euro trip oh wow it was easily my top 3 locations like we went to seven countries it was it was a mess with seven countries 14 days hustle bustled luckily i was young and youthful so it was fun <laughs> i don't know if i could do that now but italy was definitely in my top three um part of my family's italian so it was really cool like That's actually awesome. seeing that and venice was great although there were a lot of pigeons and birds and a lot, and a lot of not people know this about me but i'm terrified of birds oh
1: i didn't know that
0: <laughs> i almost had a heart attack they were all in the little <laughs> plaza where everyone goes i'm really bad with landmarks and stuff in other places y'all so my bad yeah it's a really cool place so like what is it about Italy that draws you to that like the food, you
1: know, the, f- the food. The f- amazing. Oh the my god. It's amazing. Yeah, so the food definitely and I'm very I love the beach and I love the water. Um so I want to go down to the Amalfi Coast mm-hmm. and just stay there and eat some fresh seafood and Mm. i really if i could learn how to make fresh pasta from an old italian woman oh my gosh
0: that would be so dope i feel like you have to
1: yeah like like that i feel like if i don't go there and do that i'm not giving the country justice and learning how they do things and Mm -hmm. that would just be the top of my list
0: i definitely want to go back as an adult because i was 18 so i didn't really have like the same type of objectives in mind as going now
1: right that's how I was in Spain I did that for my um when I graduated high school my grand my grandmother took me Mm -hmm. and like looking back I would love to live there but I don't think I also gave that country justice to like as adults going back
0: yeah I definitely wanted to live like um for a long time when people asked me like where I would live besides the US it was like I would love to live in Italy Verona was really cool too I liked Verona they got rid of Juliet's statue though oh really Where you like rub the boob for good luck thing i really it. <laughs> probably because it was probably a fell hole. off yeah. <laughs> too much rubbing the- <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so. but as yeah. hell but yeah so tell me about your january and your february like have you learned anything in that short amount of time that you kind of want to keep with you going into the rest of the year you know we're starting off march
1: yeah I think just staying focused doing things with intentions so
0: yes that's really big this year um my last guest on episode five if y'all haven't listened go ahead and listen to that alpha she was talking about this year her big focus is just being mindful being intentional making sure everything she
1: does has purpose so what does that look like to you um For me, I think my life's about to get pretty chaotic here pretty soon with Mm -hmm. some new up-and-coming things that are happening. Y'all
0: can't see me, but I'm doing the little finger, (laughs) little tappy thing because I know the secret, but we can't tell it until a later date.
1: But Yes, for a future announcement. Um, So for me, it's just trying to keep my life organized. Um, Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to be working a lot more hours, and it's going to be a lot crazier at work. Mm -hmm. Um, So in that aspect, just staying organized, staying focused, and making time for me so that I don't get overwhelmed with anything that's part of the process but then also trying to just just to enjoy my own life so it's not consumed with work so planning my trip to Italy uh writing it down figuring out what cities I would like to go to Mm -hmm. um and what are the things that I want to do so then that way I have it in my mind of how are we going to accomplish all of these things that that are coming up so
0: I'm super excited to see you travel to Italy I know you better be um present but also instagramming and snapchatting because you know i live vicariously through everybody that does fun stuff (laughs) so um you talk about you know what you do to like manage that life and stuff what do you do for fun I know you probably cook for fun just because you love it so much, but like, what else? Are you like binge watching anything on Netflix? Are you reading any good books? What's
1: going on? So, currently, I'm binge watching uh, Gentified. What's uh, that about? So, it's about these three Mexican American cousins that are trying to find their own career and their own, I guess, dynamics of their life. But they're also helping their grandfather, who owns this restaurant, it's a taco shop. Him and his uh, wife used to own it. Well, the wife passed away, so oh, they're trying. Yeah, they're trying to teach the grandfather how to adapt to the new trends of the food industry. Mm. And it's a bilingual series, so it's really funny to see that transition of you know a Mexican grandfather trying to be more Americanized mm. and bring that food up to a level that other people <laughs> other people uh, appreciate. Yeah. Okay.
0: Wow. So. Even in your free time. You're over here watching stuff
1: about food, girl. Girl, I try new restaurants for fun. Like, I feel so lame when people ask me what I do for fun. And it's like, I uh, try new restaurants. Uh, watch documentaries or eating new food like no,
0: but like that's your passion we love to hear it you definitely i'm gonna have to talk to you about these restaurants because i'm a local so people always ask me but girl you know i don't be going nowhere so i'm about to just hit you and be like where do people where should people go
1: like well in this whole podcast and your blog it really inspires me because i wanted to do a food blog for so long or like places to go in vegas and i just I don't know what it is that's holding myself back.
0: Right, what's going on, girl, you know?
1: I don't know, but you keep doing it because
0: eventually I'm going to be there too. (laughs) Girl, if you want to talk about it after the episode, we can definitely talk about it because I feel like um, before I started it, a lot of people, I mean, don't get me wrong, it is a lot of work but like the hardest part is starting right and once you start you figure out like what works for you and I feel like that would be a really beneficial thing to do just because like it's Vegas like people are literally always asking like what's hot in Vegas it's somewhere that people are always gonna come somewhere people always came I don't know if that's a grammatically correct way to say it but
1: (laughs) not always sometimes (laughs) people
0: always have come (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) No, but actually. Um, But yeah, so I think you should start that. And we could definitely talk about it after we get done recording. Because that'd be something I'd be super interested in following and helping you um, cultivate that space. So where do you recommend? I mean, I feel like a lot of my listeners are based in Vegas. So what's your favorite? Like, say, okay, you had your friend come in for one day. I don't know if you guys had your plans already. But like, say if she was like, tell me the best places to go for one day in Vegas
1: breakfast lunch dinner go Ooh, it's really hard because there's so many different factors that i put into that like how much do you want to spend you know do you want to be on the strip off the strip i feel that so for like the more not too like on the strip because me i avoid the strip like the plague so So i for breakfast i just tried this new spot public us oh i've been there yeah it was the first time i went i really liked it yeah it was a little bit more on the pricey side but the portions were very big too yeah they were and then for lunch, I love the Good Witch. Okay, never been there. That's close to between the Stratosphere and going towards downtown. Okay. Um, I so kind of in the back. I used to my first job was sandwich. Mm. My first job was at Potbelly, which is a sandwich place. Okay. And I worked there for almost six years through college. So I used to always be told I'm going to be a sandwich lady. Well, eventually I do want a sandwich shop. So the Good Witch, it's got a lot of gourmet sandwiches mm. um and that's it, they're just so tasty there
0: all right i love a good sandwich and you can just never go wrong with the sandwich i feel like i mean there are gourmet sandwiches but i feel like a sandwich is always like very like low effort ish not as yeah. much as like a full-blown lunch of some sort but it's always just good and it's just like a homey feeling for it's me so
1: satisfying i yeah. love a
0: good sandwich yeah I'm going to write this down Good witch Is that what you said? Yes the good witch Alright It's really really good And for dinner Um, You don't have to say your own job Which I know you probably (laughs) Somebody's going to be mad you didn't But no, obviously we should try it
1: yeah you, always, you gotta try fish and chips let me put the plug in there period um and then the fish is british style it's not southern so that was mm. the biggest misconception they come in they think our fish is like well it's gordon ramsay and it's fish and chips that's not you'd be surprised girl come on now i have to tell so many people they're like this is raw and i'm like no ma'am it is moist it's not raw right um and i'm like you know i'm used to southern style catfish you know mm-hmm. they're fried the crap out of it yeah which is delicious too very but delicious. this isn't that it's very light it's very moist it's very flaky so
0: yeah i've been to um london and that food was the bomb well, the fish and chips they did what they had to do and what needed to be done mm-hmm. that food is bomb it is so delicious all right i'm gonna have to check out your your job too i just my life is so busy right now but i do want to go and support all of your
1: endeavors
0: yeah i'll be there days. i
1: live there so <laughs> <laughs> you're always welcome um and then for dinner um uh, so far i kind of like herbs and rye okay i've never been there either but i've heard very very good things about that place so i'm a lot of people and i'm kind of cheap so if you go i think it's like midnight mm-hmm. the steaks are half off girl what? girl i am a big girl and i love me a cheap steak all right from <laughs> texas so
0: you know they be eating meat over there like hella meat. so a good steak i don't eat steaks currently but I know somebody that listens to this is going to be very happy to hear about Half off Steak. So y'all heard the woman, she told you her recommendations. This girl can cook. I be all up in her Instagram and stuff. She's you heard all of her accomplishments. So you know if she's recommending a place, it's damn good. Alright. So let's move on back to you as a chef since we're already there anyways. What do you think? What would you say? are your biggest struggles with being a chef especially you know a female chef you know it's international Women's
1: month so tell me about that what's that like um so i I actually got my first chef title at 22 right before i turned 23 um the biggest part of that was the machismo i I faced Mm -hmm. so for some of our listeners who don't speak spanish i know what it is (laughs) but can you explain what that is so it's just this male dominance that they don't want to take crap from a woman Mm -hmm. um that they are all-knowing and the, their way is the right way, and how dare you tell them otherwise? So um, that's how I take it as. And you've got to imagine I'm 23 at this point, and some of my my cooks are twice my age. Yeah. So one, I'm a female. It's it's hard to listen to a girl at some points. But another part is, how are you going to listen to someone who's you've been doing it just as long as they've been alive? Yeah. So learning that that balance and that respect that. You are to give to people and they give to you. That was a balance I had to really learn. Yeah. And I had to learn it really fast. And then the other part was just picking my battles because Mm -hmm. as an Aries, it's your way or no way. Girl, I'm already (laughs) knowing. Yeah. So, I mean, some things, looking back at it, some things weren't as big of an issue as I made them. Girl,
0: let's talk about it. I feel that. I really feel that in my, like, you just said that struck a nerve for me because I feel you like you look back you look back at stuff and you're like I really didn't have to go as hard as I did on that (laughs) person like it probably could have been just communicated a little bit better and solved better so yeah Yeah.
1: and when I like when I went to guys I was I was instructed to go over there to put systems in place and this is how it needed to be done. Mm-hmm. But when not everybody's on your team, it, you can't just go hard in there. And you've got to also, you've got to surround yourself with a good team. So if not everybody's on the same page and you're the one that's pushing these standards, you're going to get a lot of pushback. Yeah. So, um, when I went there, yeah, I went hard and, and maybe I was way too brash on some things. My intentions were good. But They always are. Yeah. Know? But looking back, um, I just fought too many battles that i didn't need to fight
0: yeah no so y'all heard her pick and choose your battles sometimes if you have more of a i don't say dominant personality but like a very outspoken personality you do feel it like, and you're passion- i feel like when you're passionate yes that's when everything just feels so important like me in a lot of different areas in my life i've had to realize like you can't put your can not put your wants for things onto other people you can only like kind of lead them to where they're trying to go yes and like that passion sometimes comes off as just like being a bitch especially like as a woman and it's like you just care so much that sometimes it just gets taken the wrong way so definitely finding that balance i think is something i've also been working on as an adult like actual adult so that's good that you've come to that realization so you know you say you work these long hours and you're dealing, you know, you're a woman in a usually male dominated field. You're in Las Vegas, which is like you said, thousands of people at a time at a restaurant throughout the day. So how do you handle your scandal? How do you balance this busy, crazy
1: life of yours? Oh, self love. And that comes in different forms. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it's sometimes getting massages you know every other week Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's even the $20 foot massage that you can get at the places that are open 24 hours that you probably shouldn't be in (laughs) but you go there for the good deal yeah that's that's me um and then I have a lot of lists and a lot of notes uh to try to keep track of everything and Mm -hmm. so that I don't get overwhelmed because I I am a systems oriented person and I
0: could not tell based (laughs) on this entire episode
1: (laughs) 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 Sorry. <laughs> um, no, but at work, I have like three or four notepads going at the same time on what needs to be accomplished there. Uh-huh. Um, so I kind of have that in my life too. And oftentimes more than not, I do DoorDash. Okay. You you work all these hours and you're cooking for so many other people that sometimes you don't even want to cook for yourself. Oh, so I feel that. DoorDash is my best friend. I don't know if anybody like creeps in my food or does anything, or if I get the same driver and they're like, this girl again, like... <laughs> So. They don't
0: know your life, okay? You're a whole ass chef. You be there for hours at a time. i totally feel. I feel like, yeah, I could see like if you cook for a living, you come
1: home and be like, damn, bro, I'm just trying to eat. I ain't trying to do all that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to clean. Like if I didn't have to clean when I cook, that would be the the best part of it. But it's the- honestly, I feel that I hate washing dishes. Ugh, yeah, it's a chore. And then I have um, a really good friend that works in the industry, and I just talk it out. Like, I don't, this girl is on my phone probably three or four times a day <laughs> and if something's about to happen at work or if I get stressed out about something, I call her up and she actually understands the industry, which not too many people do. Yeah. Um, so I can tell her from top to bottom with the verbiage and the language that we use that she understands right away. So. Yeah. That's what I do.
0: So that makes sense it's just very important to you know have those people you can talk to i know um in law school i like to talk to people in law school just because it is its own world any industry that you're in it's better to talk to with people who know the ins and out of that so that makes sense and definitely a good way to handle life and then systems hello we love notes we love post-its we love planners Whatever it is you need to do to make sure that you have your itch written down, because I feel like if you don't have stuff written down or at least in Google Calendar, it's very easy to like forget. Like me, I've definitely had moments where I'm like, oh, shit, that's due tomorrow. Right. Because I forgot about it and forgot to write it down. So that, you know, I feel like that's a major, major key. That's a good gem to keep in mind. So aside from all of that, do you have any other advice that you maybe could recommend to our listeners, especially those who maybe want to
1: go into this field? Well, for me, it's always been the right place at the right time. And then also being um, ready for those opportunities is the most crucial part.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: if you have an opportunity right in front of you and you're not prepared to take that or capable of taking that, then what's the point? One of my struggles that I had when I first went to guys was I had just recently gained about 40, 50 pounds from being an admin sitting at a desk job versus being on my feet all the Mm -hmm. time. And that made it really hard for me. I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. You know, it's finally an opportunity that I loved. I've always had foot problems. I've sprained my ankles. They're crooked when I was born. I have arthritis. It's always been an issue, but it's never stopped me from being able to do something that I love. Mm -hmm. And there was times where I couldn't even walk after work. Damn. And that's embarrassing. You know, I'm 20 in my 20s, like, and I'm letting my weight affect something that I love doing. And, and that was, to me, ridiculous. So luckily, I've lost most of that. Um, I still have a lot more to go. But that was an eye opening experience. going through that, knowing that I'm holding myself back physically to not be able to do something that I've always dreamt about. So taking care of yourself is important and being prepared for any opportunity that you really desire and being able to go for it
0: damn that's i hadn't even considered that even though in my own life i feel like my weight has like not gotten in the way. but that's so true like even now right now i'm doing this yoga challenge for march like 30 days of yoga and like even just trying to do that i was like okay i'm gonna go into these yoga classes and do the yoga and i just did bedtime yoga in my own house for the first few days and i feel like i can't even go to the regular yoga because i'm just so like like bigger and like not able to even do it properly that I'm like I'm definitely not going to a yoga yoga until I'm like two weeks into this challenge because I'm embarrassed and my weight has been fluctuating since I started law school so I definitely get that and it affects a lot of different areas as well like confidence and you know clothes like I'm trying to be one of these super dressy law students, uh, intern, whatever. And it's like, it's hard to find stuff that like fits the right way too. So it definitely is like, you know, health is wealth and your comfort and your ability to do certain things is really important. And I feel like that's something I'm realizing this year as well. So how do you try to, you know,
1: manage that? Well, it's, it's really hard with your around food and your you is in essence, obsessed with food. Yeah. Um, so I really have to meal prep. If I don't have uh, my meals prepped, then I'm just going to grab whatever's close by. Mm-hmm. And you think sometimes you're surrounded by food all day, you're eating it all day? Not necessarily. There's days where we go without eating at all because we're just so busy. And, yeah,
0: that's ba- That's just as bad.
1: Yeah, and then my biggest thing is binge eating. So mm. monitoring that and, and trying to stay active, um, trying to get back into the gym. Uh, it's not that I... I grew up doing sports all through high school so finding something that i enjoy doing to get me out where it's not just repetitive yeah
0: well girl if you ever want to come to a mixed fit class let me know you know your girl's an instructor so i'll be going to all the mixed fit class well i haven't been going as much lately because this year has (laughs) been crazy but
1: let me know if you ever want to check that out Yeah, all your updates that you have like with instagram like the check-ins and i'm like oh crap i'm not going to the gym again (laughs) um swipe
0: (laughs) go to the next story girl you better (laughs) vote on them polls hold yourself accountable it's all good you know just you know you're a systems person so even just starting small like okay this week i'm gonna go two days put that on the list
1: (laughs) make it a point
0: a notepad yeah so just to recap all of our listeners mercedes and i could literally talk forever we're probably still gonna talk after we finish recording even though we talked before we started recording because that's just the relationship that we have. But for handling her scandal, she makes sure she makes sure to practice self-love, take care of herself with those massages, have her systems in place where she can keep herself accountable to achieving her goals. Health is wealth. So she's working back on getting into that and just living her best life, having people to talk to in the industry. And I feel like this is all really important, listeners. So I hope y'all were taking notes and listening, because if there's anyone you want to soak up wisdom from, it's our girl Mercedes. Oh, yeah, definitely. You can come and ask me. (laughs) Y'all heard the girl. Don't be shy. I'm going to plug all of her stuff at the end of the episode. But thank you so much, Mercedes, for coming out and talking to me for this episode. I was super excited when you said yes, because as you have heard me say multiple times this episode, I really do admire your work ethic and the way that you have been able to achieve your goals from such a young age to now and all the shit you're doing. You're just such a badass and I just live for it. Chef Mercedes, y'all.
1: Put some respect on her name. But thank you for coming out. Thank you for having me. I love surrounding myself with amazing women like you.
0: Aw, so tell the people your Instagram so they can follow your content and eventually that food blog that you're gonna start, we're gonna do it. So
1: I'm gonna just put that in the universe for you. So where can the people find you at? So my official, I guess, professional Instagram is Chef Mercedes Moronis. So it's kind of long, but Chef Mercedes, just like the car. And then Moronis, M-O-R-O-N-E-S. Um, or you can always find me on Mercedes underscore beans. Chef beans. Mm-hmm. Beans
0: with a Z, y'all. So Mercedes underscore B-E-A-N-Z. I'll put all of those in the show notes as well. So yeah, thank you for coming out, girl. And... Thank you all for listening. Make sure to handle your scandal.